Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax and we get sleepy. As always, I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Tonight's episode is a follow-up to an earlier story about Orgie the Cat, so some of you may have already met her, but it's also okay if you haven't yet. She's a very fluffy black and white cat, who lives in comfort and harmony with her family of humans. Whether it's day or night, Augie always has a full schedule of cat business and important naps to attend to. Tonight, we'll follow along as she experiences the unusual household activities that come with an unexpected snow day. It was written by Alicia Stephan and will be read by Simon. It's always wonderful to have your company here on Get Sleepy, and the team and I are so grateful that you all trust in us to help you get the good rest you deserve. Many of you, I'm sure, have been listening for a fair while already, and I hope the show has become a familiar, comforting resource for you to settle down with each night. For all our newer listeners, you are so welcome here, and I hope you're enjoying Get Sleepy so far. If you'd like to share in the community spirit that our wonderful listeners have created around the show, you can give us a follow on your favourite social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, X and even TikTok. I also regularly post updates on our YouTube community page, so be sure to give us a follow over there too, where you can listen to all our episodes accompanied by soothing visuals. Just search our handle GetSleepyPod, all as one word, on any of those platforms, and make sure to say hello when you do. So now, before we join Augie for our snuggly adventure, make sure you're ready for some snow day relaxation by getting nice and comfy in bed. Prepare your mind for a break when nobody expects you to go anywhere 
your usual errands can wait, for this is a snow day. Let your mind open up to the idea of an unscheduled rest at home, a cup of hot chocolate, and a crackling fire. Take a deep breath, really allowing the air to fill up your lungs, and then slowly, steadily exhale. Let the air gently escape your mouth, taking all your stress away with it. Do this one or two more times until you feel your tension dissipating. Stretch your fingers if you can. Try wiggling your toes and open and close your jaw to release the tension you might be holding there. And now, if you're ready, begin to imagine the grey light of dawn. Outside your window, as you draw open the curtains, a winter wonderland is revealed. To your delight, all of your responsibilities are about to be put on hold, and Augie will be with you every step of the way. This is where our story begins. As the skies outside gradually brightened, Augie could see that the world had changed overnight. Where the hillside had been brown, where the patio and the walk had been grey, and where the trees had been green, everything was now white. But it was not just the colour of the landscape that had altered. Wherever there had been a chair, a pot or a table, there was now a shapeless mound of snow. These mysterious piles were the only hint of what actually lay beneath. There was something else odd about the view. There were no cars driving around. Similarly inscrutable mounds of snow bordered the road she was always watching from the upstairs bedroom window. The usual early morning headlights were absent. No engines coughed to life, declaring that their owners were heading out into the world. No vehicles purred their sleepy way toward the highway. 
it was as if even the traffic slumbered. Augie's reverie was interrupted by the buzzing of the human lady's phone, which lay on the bedside table. This was most unusual. The phone didn't usually make noises while the humans were sleeping. Augie watched the impertinent little device, her eyes wide like saucers, as it danced merrily, rumbling boisterously. Pulled from the depths of a dream, the lady rolled over in bed and clumsily grabbed the phone in her hand, squinting at it. She poked at it with her finger a few times and then quickly put the device to her ear, saying, Hello? She said this like a question, as if she wasn't sure she should even be acknowledging the phone at all. Sitting up in bed, she appeared to listen intently, rubbing her eyes. Then, without putting the phone down, she peered out the window. Turning to gently shake the man next to her, she loudly whispered, It's a snow day. School is cancelled. Of course, this meant nothing to Augie, who responded only to her name, or words such as kibble or dinner time. The human man groaned and put his pillow over his head. Augie wasn't sure if it was because he didn't want to wake up or because the lady had said something disagreeable. Then he muttered, I'll get the coffee. He sat up slowly, putting his feet on the floor where he pushed them into his slippers. Augie did not understand why this was happening sooner than usual, but it was a clear opportunity to wangle herself some early breakfast. Why wait for 7.30 and the human was getting the coffee now? After all, since she was going downstairs anyway... Filling her bowl was the polite thing to do. Dropping her substantial girth to the floor, she trotted past his shuffling feet, importantly preceding him down the staircase to the main level. He seemed briefly annoyed when she ran between his legs, but that made no difference to her. The important thing was to demonstrate to him how ready she was to receive the morning ration of kibble. She was quite sure he would be moved by her enthusiasm. Sitting regally by her bowl, she watched as the man slowly pulled two mugs from the cupboard and filled them with steaming coffee. Turning in her direction, with a cup in each hand, his eyes met hers. She gave him her most intense stare as he gazed upon her rather stupidly. Then, rolling his eyes with exasperation, he set the cups down and walked over to the cupboard, murmuring gibberish to himself. Augie meowed at him to hurry up 
as her tummy was quite empty. Then, after impatiently watching him level and pour the food out of the scoop, she dug into the food with verve. She was so involved in her breakfast that she was only vaguely aware of the man retrieving his mugs and creaking his way back up the stairs to the bedroom. Augie finished almost all of her food, but she left five pieces of kibble for later. Having taken a long drink at her water bowl, she hopped up on the family room couch and proceeded to give herself a lovely bath. This was, naturally, what one should do between having breakfast and settling down for a morning nap. It took some time, because she had such a large, fine belly to take care of. Dimly aware of the murmur of the television upstairs, she left the couch, freshly bathed, and sat in front of the door to the outside deck. It was light out there now. Even the winter morning sun seemed brighter than usual, with the snow reflecting it back. Her attention was briefly riveted on a brilliant red cardinal that landed on the icy railing. The little bird tilted its head to one side and then the other, hopping a short distance as if deciding something. Appearing to notice the furry beast inside the door, it froze and stared her boldly down. Then, as suddenly as it had appeared, it fluttered away, a blur of scarlet feathers disappearing into the blue sky. A gust of wind blew, and fat blobs of snow fell heavily from the branches of the evergreens outside. A shower of sparkling sugar flew dizzily past the window pane, making a false snowstorm in just that spot. Augie tried to follow the flakes with her eyes, but it became too confusing to keep up with the glittering cyclone they created. Just then, the upstairs became much noisier. The small humans were awake, and they were exclaiming something in a way that made Augie put her ears back. Slinking somewhat hesitantly up the carpeted stairs, she peeked into one of the bedrooms. The girl child was jumping on her bed in her footy pyjamas, while the boy vibrated with excitement at the window. The lady appeared at the bedroom door next to Augie to admonish them for being so loud, and they reluctantly calmed themselves. But then she left, without helping them get dressed in their daytime clothes. What was going on? Augie wondered. Wouldn't these noisemakers be leaving for the yellow bus soon? Alas, the events of the next half hour showed Augie that they would not. 
Blankets and stuffed animals were pulled from their beds, and they proceeded down the stairs as Augie watched from a quieter spot further down the hallway. The children seemed to be relocating all their favourite things to the family room for some reason. It was most puzzling. Within moments, the TV downstairs had been activated, and Augie could hear the unmistakable sounds of the show that always appeared for the small humans. The grown-ups had also relocated to the main level and seemed to be opening and closing cabinets in the kitchen. This cheered Augie and almost made up for the disruptions of the day. After all, there might be a chance to get a few bites of whatever people food they were making down there. Sashaying confidently to the bottom of the stairs, she positioned herself in the very middle of the kitchen, where the big humans would certainly see that she was open to receiving more gifts of food. The lady was frying something on the stovetop that sizzled and it smelled heavenly. Turning her pink nose upward, Augie sniffed appreciatively and moved closer to the source of the aroma. To her consternation, however, the big humans continued to ignore her presence, deftly stepping around her on the floor. When strips of meat were delivered to the children on a tray, she saw her chance. Quietly leaving the kitchen, she found the boy who was eating at the coffee table. Standing on her hind legs, she examined his breakfast as he stared at the TV show above. Stretching her neck just a little, she grabbed something at the edge of his plate in her teeth and easily dragged it from the table. At this, he called out with what seemed to be a combination of distress and amusement, and the girl child began laughing wildly. The cat was aware that the people were all talking about her. However, her objective had been achieved, and she gobbled down the delicious morsel before the lady could stop her. Then everyone simply said, Naughty Augie, as if it mattered to her at all what they thought. The bacon had been scrumptious, and she had no regrets. In fact, she felt quite satisfied with herself. Alas, she was rudely ejected from the family room, after the bacon incident. Sitting nearby, Augie stopped to compose herself. First, she bathed again and smoothed the fur that had been disarranged during her breakfast capers. Then, heading to the comparative tranquility of the living room, she hopped up into her favourite upholstered armchair where she had a lovely view out the front window. This was one of her usual sleeping spots, 
and it had a nice indentation in a perfect augy shape. One of the neighbours was outside now, and he seemed to be slowly excavating his vehicle from under the piles of white stuff. He paused his work in order to converse with the woman next door who had emerged from her house. She began to similarly move snow around. The woman seemed to be trying to get all of the snow off her steps and her driveway. It seemed very silly to Augie, as there was an awful lot of it. Why bother? The man got inside his vehicle, and it spluttered weakly with annoyance. After a while, he seemed to give up starting the car for the time being, and he disappeared inside his house, stomping his feet in front of the door. The lady remained outside, clearing her area. Even with the windows closed, Augie could hear the rhythmic scraping of her shovel against the pavement and the shush, shushing as she made her way from one end to the other in neat rows. It was rather soothing, actually, to watch such monotonous work in progress. Augie felt the neighbour human was doing a good job, even if her task was pointless. Looking above the woman's head at the front window of the house across the street, Augie saw her nemesis. An orange cat was sitting in the window. Augie gazed at the other feline with an attitude of disdain. Someday, they would finally meet, and then they would settle who was in charge around the neighbourhood. But after this haughty staring contest, Augie yawned. The occasion of her long-awaited confrontation with the ginger cat was obviously not going to be today, and she was getting too sleepy to keep staring across the way. Now that all the humans were up and busy on the main level, the quietest place in the house was the upstairs. Dropping lightly to the floor, Oggy strode across the living room and padded up the carpeted staircase, heading for the big bedroom. The bed itself had not been made. This departure from routine was another sign that this was no ordinary day. The dishevelled bedding disturbed her sense of order, and she sat looking around the room for a comfier perch. She noticed that the curtains were blowing ever so slightly over the vent in the floor. Walking over to examine the situation more closely, she felt deliciously warm air coming out of the grate. She closed her eyes rapturously and let the soft heat waft over her nose and her whiskers, blowing her fur gently upwards. Then 
she circled three times and awkwardly flopped herself down, completely covering the vent with her ample body. Stretching her legs in either direction, she was quickly soothed into a brief nap on her cosy spot. In her little cat dream, she saw rolling, hilly backyards absolutely covered in white. Alluring red cardinals flapped and perched on tree branches and deck rails, providing endless entertainment. It was a perfect winter wonderland and a feast for her feline eyes. But then the heat vent stopped producing warmth, and she was slowly pulled from her dream by the unpleasant sensation that the area around her was cooling down. Feeling a little grumpy, she decided to go downstairs and eat her last five bites of kibble. When she arrived in the living area again, she saw that the small humans were creating a new sort of commotion. A box had been pulled out of the coat closet, and the children had strewn the contents all about. There were hats, scarves, and various types of gloves and mittens lying everywhere. As she quietly went to her bowl and munched on the remains of her breakfast, she watched the boy human get into a pair of very bulky overalls that made a strange shushing sound. Then there was a zipping noise as he pulled upward and downward on the front of it. All was clearly not satisfactory, because he was soon calling for the big humans to assist him in some way. Augie hopped on the couch in the family room and observed further as the girl human picked up one glove and mitten after another, unsuccessfully pulling them onto her small hands. Before long, both of the grown humans were involved in this onerous task of dressing the children in what appeared to be too many layers of clothing. Augie felt that even one layer was a puzzling waste of time. Why have additional ones? Then there were many dull thumping noises as footwear was added to the mix. With both children now nearly unable to bend over, it was the adults who were trying to get their large and unwieldy shoes on. Neither the man nor the lady seemed to be very good at this game. They kept having to try one thing and then another. After what seemed an interminable amount of time, the children were shooed out the door and Augie heard the garage door opening downstairs. Next, the children appeared in the backyard, each dragging something plastic behind them. At the same time, similarly overdressed small people began crawling up the hill behind the houses in red, blue, black and green outfits, waving their arms at each other 
Oggy was soon transfixed to see the littlest residents of the neighborhood sailing down the snow-covered hill, laughing and crying out with happiness. They did this over and over again and never appeared to grow bored. Oggy, however, did eventually lose interest. Watching the children outside was fascinating for a time, but there was something pulling her toward the pile of scattered clothing by the front door. Leaving her perch by the window, she jumped down and made her way toward the foyer, weaving deftly between the legs of the family room chairs. Sniffing delicately at the discarded mittens and hats, she took in their odd scent. They had a stuffy sort of aroma, like they hadn't seen the light in a long time. Skirting the items and giving them a wide berth, she reached the object of her attention. It was a box, a gloriously large box. Standing up on her hind legs, she peered over the side of it, but her weight pulled it over and it stood on its side, an abandoned glove resting in the bottom corner. She was a bit miffed at this development, but she made do by sitting just inside the overturned container as if it were a mountain cave. She felt the lovely smoothness of its interior cardboard sides and stayed there for a bit, keeping far away from the offending glove. Rubbing her face experimentally on the rough edge next to her face, she enjoyed its soothing feeling on her cheek. She rubbed her jaw there a few more times, noting with satisfaction that she had managed to shed some loose fur in the process. She could see it clinging to the cardboard, staking her claim. People should know this was her box. She enjoyed ownership of her little cave for a while, but then she got curious about another small receptacle that lay empty near the front door. Crossing the tiled floor, she saw that it had formerly had some boots in it, and those were now lying scattered nearby. Augie was filled with an irresistible urge to be inside that boot box. It was the natural order of things that she should. She circled the little rectangle, putting first one and then the other front foot inside. Then she hiked a back foot in and tried to fit her behind, but she couldn't quite fit. Turning in a small circle, she pulled her enormous fluffy tail very close to her body until she could almost touch the end with her nose. She rotated, and then she dropped heavily into the center of the box with a huff. Yes, she was entirely inside. 
Never mind that as she shifted her weight in an attempt to get more comfortable, two of the corners of the box came unglued and a side fell outward. In fact, it was perfect. She was filled with a sense of security and happiness. Augie enjoyed this perfect resting spot for a good while. The house was relatively quiet, except for the tap, tap, tapping of the humans using their devices and the occasional chortle of the coffee pot as it dispensed a fresh pot. The sun crept higher in the sky, casting a friendly sunbeam through the window of the foyer. It warmed her fur all over, and she slowly drifted in and then out of sleep, losing track of time. Augie's nap in the box ended with a gentle nudge when she heard the sliding door downstairs open. The big humans left their devices and descended, holding towels. Augie resolved to watch the action from a safe distance, and she perched on a middle step, peering downward into the furnished walkout basement. The two small humans had returned, and they stood rather helplessly inside the door with bits of snow all around them. Their arms were outstretched, and their cheeks, which peaked from their copious outerwear, were pink with exertion. Both of them were babbling nonsense as the big humans knelt and moved around them, stripping off the many layers they had so carefully applied earlier in the day. As they did, they continuously wiped the fast-melting snow off the floor and carried off soggy clothing, hanging it on a hook in a nearby bathroom. When the last of the items were draped in safe places, the children scampered upstairs. Augie hastily retreated to the living room and observed, not wanting to have their damp little hands mussing her fur. They blabbed something at her. All she understood was Augie, and then they had trooped onward. She continued to the upstairs, where she could now hear the rushing of the water in the tub. This piqued her interest immediately, for she did enjoy observing a good bath. It was such a delight to dip one's paws in the water, since swimming was a bit too much for her dignity to bear, and the bathroom was always so lovely and warm. Following at a safe distance, she cautiously hung back in the hallway. Augie waited until the human children were splashing in the bath. When the big people left to fetch some towels, she strode into the bathroom, eliciting cries of welcome from the children. Feeling very important, she accepted their invitation to stand on her hind legs and peer over the side. A mountain of frothy white bubbles rested on the water, 
all around, her nose could sense an infinite number of tiny, popping spheres. Her whiskers tingled with it, and her sensitive ears were filled with the very quiet, crackling song they made by the thousands. One of the children blew apart a pile of bubbles in their hands, and it seemed like a million tiny rainbows were dispersed into the air, showering down around Augie's head. They both giggled uncontrollably as a large bubble landed on Augie's forehead, causing her to temporarily freeze with uncertainty. Crossing her eyes ever so slightly, she sneezed and the bubble was no more. The children laughed again, imitating her sneeze, which she did feel was a bit unnecessary. Regaining her dignity, she dropped back to the floor and sauntered out the door of the bathroom, just as the human lady re-entered with a pile of fluffy blue towels. She made sure to hold her tail high as she disappeared haughtily into the dimness of the hallway. Returning to the main floor of the house, she was drawn to the front window by the sound of some kind of loud machine outside. Hopping up onto the arm of her favourite chair, she saw that an enormous vehicle was slowly moving up and down the street. Its lights were flashing, and it had a huge metal piece in front of it. As she watched, transfixed, it slowly scraped all the snow to the side, leaving a grey ribbon of road in its path. This massive vehicle wasn't quite as interesting to watch as the garbage truck, but it was close. She followed its activities up and down, up and down, until it completed its mysterious work and backed back out of the cul-de-sac, disappearing around the corner. As she watched it go, a neighbour walked by with a very excited black Labrador on a leash. The dog was in high spirits, that much was obvious, it was scampering in circles, wagging its tail wildly and rolling in the snow. The owner was obviously having trouble keeping up and was repeatedly pulled in one direction and then another. Dogs were such simple creatures, Augie thought to herself. Then she yawned and watched calmly as the Labrador and its owner vanished around the corner. The street had become rather dull, and she was finished looking at it. While she'd been observing the goings-on in the front, the small humans had emerged from their bath and returned to the family room. Augie noticed that they were wearing fresh bedtime clothes, which was a little odd, since it was still afternoon. The pleasant smell of cooking food was emanating from the kitchen again. The children set about making a mess of the family room, pulling all the cushions off the couch 
and draping their blankets over the top of them. In doing so, they created dark little caves for themselves and then promptly wiggled inside and turned to watch the television. Well, this was the type of activity Augie could approve of. Hidey holes were one of her favourite things. And these were new and unexpected ones that had spontaneously appeared out of nowhere. Augie walked over to the pile of pillows and blankets and nosed her way in between the children, causing them to make cooing noises and giggle quietly. She turned in several tight circles and then collapsed into a comfortable heap, squeezed right between them. Having claimed her section of the pillow fort, she began to give her ample body another good bath. It was hours since she'd had the last one. And then, nestled comfortably between the two little warm people, clad as they were in cosy pyjamas, she found she was quite drowsy again. She was dimly aware of the children eating off of plates that arrived on a tray, and she heard the droning of the television in the background. But soon, all the little noises of the house blended into a soothing soundtrack that was perfect for her little catnap. And she lost track of time again. In this way, she and her little humans passed the rest of the daylight hours together, cuddled under their lovely pillow fort. As the sun began to drop below the horizon, increased activity in the kitchen slowly pulled Augie from her afternoon respite. She noticed she was now alone in the pillow cave, and she stretched luxuriously, bringing all her senses back to full alertness. Extricating herself from the tangle of blankets, she emerged to see the big humans working in the nearby kitchen. Of greater interest, however, was that the door to the deck had been opened. The children were out there in pyjamas and boots, gathering snow into large balls. Augie was invigorated by the frosty air that blew across her face, and she eagerly approached the door, interested in exploring the outside. She stood at the threshold, whiskers tingling, and experimentally stuck a paw into the snow on the other side. The sensation was so strange. Her paw was very cold, and it sunk downward in an unexpected way, making a small crunching noise. Leaning forward, she put out the other paw, and now... She was half in and half out of the snow, with her front legs experiencing a wet, cold feeling, and her back legs warm and dry on the inside of the house. All of a sudden, instinct caused her to scoot backward, shaking the offending wetness off of her front feet and returning hastily to the cosy house. Instead, 
she satisfied herself with sitting on the back of the couch and observing while the small humans continued to cavort about the deck. She didn't understand what they were doing, but it was something to watch. Eventually, as dusk fell, the children got cold and came inside, leaving their boots by the door. As the dinner hour unfolded and the kitchen area became very busy, Augie chose to relocate to the comparative peace and quiet of the living room. After all, a kitty could only be expected to tolerate so much human company at a stretch. While sitting in the windowsill, she observed the darkening landscape of the street. It was lamplit now, and the piles of ploughed and shoveled snow created a stark black-and-white environment that was broken by pools of glowing illumination from above. A neighbour idled, speaking cheerfully to her dog, who snuffled about a snowdrift. Yet another person who lived nearby was shoveling their steps. It seemed these humans could not agree on the right time to move the snow back and forth. How strange they could be sometimes, Augie thought to herself. Then something very interesting happened. White flakes began falling from the sky again. She could see them like a thousand little butterflies or bits of paper fluttering across the lamplight in the street. As she watched, all the ploughed and shoveled places turned from grey back to white, erasing the human work of the day. She gazed at this fresh snow for a long time as it was falling, falling, falling into the gloom of the oncoming night. Then, feeling tranquil, she hopped down from the window, strolling briefly over the heat vent. It warmed her entire body pleasantly, fluffing her fur upwards. She sat there for a few minutes, peering into the family room to see what the humans were doing now. Dinner was over, and they had all gathered around the coffee table. Coming closer, Augie could see that there were many small plastic items lying about on the coffee table, and there were also stacks of cards. The people were pushing the plastic pieces here and there, handing cards back and forth, and occasionally issuing loud exclamations and clapping. The boy and girl bounced up and down, seated atop pillows on the floor. Intrigued, Augie sidled closer. Then, appearing at the end of the coffee table, she sprang upward, intent upon putting herself in the middle of this game. As she prepared to swat one of the plastic pieces with her paw, the children let out a squawk, Unfortunately, in moments, the man-human 
had unceremoniously plunked her back on the floor. She was very put out at being excluded from this fascinating family activity. Luckily, there was a consolation. A fire had been lit in the nearby hearth, which was a somewhat rare occurrence. Lured by the promise of its radiating warmth, she walked closer, finding that someone had thoughtfully placed her fuzzy cat bed nearby. Pausing to push at it with her paws, she closed her eyes, losing herself in the hypnotic dancing of the low flames behind the screen. Watching the humans and the fire was making her feel snoozy. Augie was filled with a sense of well-being and climbed into the bed, turning around three times. Then she softly dropped herself into its cushiony softness and curled her tail over the tip of her nose. She lay there like that, just listening to all the sounds around her. The fire was popping gently. The refrigerator was humming. The people were murmuring and laughing. The heat was blowing softly out of the floor vents across the room. She watched through half-opened eyes as the man brought steaming mugs from the kitchen and carefully placed one in front of each family member. Then he put a bag of little white puffy things in the middle of the table. Both of the small humans eagerly plunged their fists inside, pulling out small handfuls. Augie observed with mild interest as they dropped the soft white things into their cups, one by one, stirring the contents with a spoon. Humans were so odd, she mused, putting their kibble into their water containers. She let her eyes close gently. In the darkness behind her eyelids, she imagined she was looking out the window. She saw pretty white flakes falling. They were flying. They were floating. They were coming to a rest in great downy piles. Then, flitting across this winter wonderland, she imagined the red flash of a cardinal's feathers. Through a haze of oncoming sleep, Augie thought happily of the bowl of bedtime kibble she'd be getting in just a little while. Then she pictured what she'd do first when the humans went to sleep and she had the moonlit house to herself again. After all, nighttime was her time to roam. But just now, 
curling herself just a little more tightly and nestling herself deeper into her bed. It was time for a rest. And with that, Augie drifted off into sweet little kitty dreams. <laughs> 